Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I am Dory. We are here. We have uh, not taken any pregnancy tests to my knowledge. Nope. And tomorrow is the day to go in and get blood drawn. Yep. How you feeling? How has your week been? I mean, my week... How was week... your post-PTW, your post-transfer week? Um, I mean, I'm not, like, happy with the Supreme Court. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not good. <laughs> no, that was not good. <laughs> That's kind of put a damper on But, things. like, not surprising either. No, but that doesn't make it better. I mean, the you dystopian I mean? future that we've all allowed to happen, uh, I think uh, we, we get what we deserve here. It's not that. I mean, look, I could go on about this for a long time, but, you know, the Republicans have just been more organized about this than, and like they have figured out how to successfully manipulate people in ways and that districts. Exactly. Yes. And districts and li- you know, just lines on maps. And it's like, you know, it's that whole, like when they go low, we go high. Yeah. We can't do that. Going high has just fucked us. When they go low, we get fucked. Yes, because we try to go high because we assume that they They, are operating in good faith. And actually, they are not. Absolutely. And so it's just and like, I feel like the younger politicians, like my 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 hero, Alexandria. Oh, yeah, your favorite. Uh Uh-huh. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Like, she gets it. But like, Nancy Pelosi doesn't get it. Uh. Right, yeah, sure, sure, sure. You know, so I don't know. I'm just like stewing over that. So I think I've mentioned this on this show before, but Kate and I on Forever 35, we started this thing called the Giving Circle with this organization called the States Project that is working to like put in this 
infrastructure in the states that the Republicans have had for decades because they understood how important state legislatures and state elections and school board elections and like all those things were. And now the Democrats are finally waking up. In fairness, Democrats usually win the popular vote for president. So Yeah, but that doesn't matter anymore. Nope. Like it literally doesn't matter. So anyway, the state's project is working on flipping state legislatures in seven battleground states. And there's a forever 35 giving circle that's raising money towards this. And so if any eggheads would like to donate, we welcome your donations. No donation is too small. Um, I will link to it in the show notes. Um, yeah. Just wanted to put in that little plug. Sure. I think that's a valid uh, plug. Great cause. And uh, I just, we'll see what, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's a disaster area. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's so backwards. It's so backwards. It's the opposite of progress. It's whatever the opposite of progress is. Regression? Yes, I guess that's yeah. the actual opposite. Yeah, I mean, and it's like not a con- it's not really a consolation to know that like this is a very typical historical cycle because it's like we have to live through it. Yeah. You know? I know, but like the last time I don't know. What was the last time? Well, I mean, a really good example, I think, well, one was like Reaganomics. Sure. Um, one was like <laughs> Nazis. Mm, I mean, they came out of the Weimar Republic. Well, and they're back. And they're back. No, they're back. They seem to be very in right now. Reconstruction, like post-Civil War. Yes. You know, I was like, oh, the slaves are free. Okay, well, wait, we're going to just turn the clock back. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. just, I don't know. Like, one of the t- senators from Texas tweeted that we sh- that the Supreme Court should should uh, overturn Plessy versus Ferguson and Brown versus Board of Education. Like, they, they want to turn back the clock. Like, Well, I think that's because all the famous Supreme Court cases are... Uh landmark decisions for civil liberties and that's a problem for the party well, n- civil rights right <sighs> anyway that is my soapbox for today i just it, it's just been pretty depressing over the last few days <sighs> yes it has so that's i mean so that's on me for asking how it was going this week <laughs> well i mean other than that like i don't know i guess like it's been fine i don't really feel anything besides tired which as i said to you is not that out of the ordinary right um you do have a three-year-old i do have a three-year-old and i am old so Mm -hmm. how old is mama mama is 45 when henry be 45 he asked me today when he was gonna be 61 (laughs) and then he asked me if he was still gonna nap when he was 61 oh yeah did you tell him yes I said, you know what, but it'll be up to you. He said, I think no. Wow. Well, and then, and last night we were talking about how there's a shower in the bath. And he's like, why? Like, he wanted to know, like, why some people take showers and why some people take baths. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, it's not like all, like, it's not like all older people take showers and like littler people take baths, but mm-hmm. like, I would say most older people do take showers. And he said, mm, when Henry is 51. Mm-hmm. Henry will take a shower. Good question. And I said probably. Maybe he's very into maybe asking it'll be like about a sonic shower. It's just know, so funny. Like he's shower. so into asking about things when he's like very. He's like much older. Not like what will happen when I'm six. What yeah. will happen when I'm fifty-one? Yeah, he asks often. <laughs> asks me about uh, you know what he'll be doing when he's uh, twenty-one. 16 he has a lot of questions yeah how big he'll be he really wants to plot out life he does i respect that Mm -hmm. he's got a plan we don't yeah so he's all we have (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh Hmm. yeah Hmm. so i don't know i uh, you know 
I know a lot of things. You do? Yeah, but nothing particularly helpful right now. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like, I kind of, I, I don't know, I'm sus- kind of like, should I have just taken a pregnancy test? Uh, as a result of, oh, you mean to have content? No, 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 no. Oh. To just like, no. Oh, no. Because I don't think you're thinking about it that much, honestly. I'm not because I'm like pretty sure it didn't work. Wow. That's not what I was going for, but okay. Because it's just like, I don't know. What are you thinking about? Are you thinking that it worked? Uh, You're not acting like it did. And you know your body better than anyone, mm-hmm. you know? I think uh, you know, usually ladies should be in charge of their own bodies. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think I acted any different in the two-week wait for Henry. Mm, I think you did. You do? I don't know. I don't know. You don't remember. Well, also, you didn't have Henry, so it was like not... It was not like... Uh, yeah. You couldn't equate it. Yeah, totally. Because I, you know... You get you get you get thinking about life without Henry, and you get a little wistful for a simpler time. <laughs> Matt's feeling wistful, wistful for a simpler time. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't trade him for anything, but boy, oh boy, life was easier. Mm-hmm. So, just hope that. Uh, when he joins the Young Republicans, he's, uh, you know, his sweater taste is excellent. Don't even joke about that. <laughs> it's like not even funny. Honey. Eh, maybe the parties will flip again, you know? I doubt like it. Like Lincoln, you know, the, the policies just flipped. And I, I, yes, I'm, I'm familiar. Democrats. And but I don't think. It's very funny when they all tout Lincoln, but that was completely the opposite way back then, everyone. <laughs> totally. I know. I don't think that's going to happen, but maybe. Maybe. Um, it's almost like a th- two-party system just doesn't work very well. No, I don't think it does. We should probably have a parliamentary system. I think we should have a four-party system. Okay. Where everyone attends four different parties and mm-hmm. then votes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Um, how was your week? Uh, okay. You? Wait, I already asked you that. I didn't have a ton to add on the, on top of how my week was. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, it was a it was a week. I would describe it as um, a, a I don't want to say completely unproductive, sort of productive, but you know. I've got to find a job. Yeah. That's a problem. That is a problem. The longer I'm not working, the harder it is to find work. Yep. So it's another problem. Yep. Thank you for listening. Do you have a plan? No, I do not have a plan. Okay. And that, that's the most terrifying thing to me because I usually have a plan. So right now I don't have a plan. Thank you. Okay. Once again, everyone. Well, should we hear from some listeners? Well, I, I'd like to hear more from you. What would you like to hear? What else is what else is what else is going on? <laughs> what else is going on? Yep. Um, How was the garden? The garden was nice. Took Henry to the Huntington Garden today mm-hmm. um, with some of his pals from preschool and their moms um you know it was very warm so i had about an hour and a half before i was like okay it's time to go yeah um and then right as we got on the freeway henry said henry has to pee yeah so i got off the freeway and where did he pee well i'd brought his potty oh so I said, do you want to pee in the potty or do you want to pee on a tree? And he said, in the potty. Oh, wow. I never gave him a potty option. He just so goes tree. I got to drive home with a bag of pee. That's cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, in fact, I ordered another travel potty just to keep in the car. Okay. Because I figured 
and like I put a thing of wipes in the car because I, I think there were I think there were some wipes, but in like a diaper, an old diaper bag. And I was like, I don't think these like they're probably all dried out um, because I was like, he there will definitely be a time where he has to poop, mm-hmm. you know, when we're like out and about. And so I just wanted to like know that I had the potty. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I would guess I say, I think I guess he's essentially trained he is trained yeah i mean i think the next step is um having him not wear a diaper for nap Mm -hmm. and then overnight is tricky like overnight is like a biological thing and like some kids are dry overnight like very quickly and then some kids have to wear pull-ups till they're like eight okay and it's like it's nothing you can really like control Mm mm-hmm so I don't know. I guess we'll see which which one he is. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I, he's potty trained. Great. I mean, today he was like, "What did he? He wanted me to make pancakes, mm-hmm. blueberry pancakes, mm-hmm. and then I started cooking something. And I was like, oh, I gotta go, but I gotta pee. I'll be right back.' And he goes, "Henry, come with you.'" Mm-hmm. And I was like, because you have to pee too? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, then do you want to pee outside on the bush? And he goes, yeah, Dita pee on the bush. And I was like, okay. So we went out and we like stood like 18 <laughs> feet apart. I was like, pick out a spot, bud. And he like <laughs> picks out a spot like, you know, 18 feet away. And then. I'm over here and I start peeing. And then Henry's like, what's happening? Because he wasn't peeing. And I was like, do you really have to pee? He's like, yeah. And then like a little came out. Aww. And he was like, okay. Oh, buddy. Yeah, it's real fun to get adults to pee outside again. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Good times. It's like everywhere's a golf course. Oh, boy. Um, but yeah, we we had fun. Um, yesterday we took him to the California Science Center, which was more of a hit than I was envisioning. For him, yeah. For him, yeah. That's who I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you were just talking about for us as a family. Uh, for us as a family, I thought it went well. Yeah. Yeah, he had a, he had a somewhat decent time. He loved the aquarium and the, the aquarium. And the hurricane And the, hur- the $3 hurricane booth. <laughs> um... I mean, he asked to go back. To the hurricane booth yeah. for $3. Which I thought was cute. Um, I mean, wait till he figures out that it tells you how fast the wind is on the screen. Oh, my goodness. I know. He loves a, he loves a variable, a measured variable. He does. He really does. Um, well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty much everything that's happening over here. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yep. I need a job. Mm-hmm. The judicial system's a mess, mm-hmm. as well as the rest of the government. Yep. And uh, Dory feels the same. Mm-hmm. And she's tired. There you go. <laughs> All right. That's our update. We'll be, uh, right we'll be right back. Back. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, 
but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. We're back. Ah. Oh, that hurt you? Or <laughs> what? Just, oh, like, physically tugging. when I tugged on the, uh, accidentally tugged on your headphone yes. cable? It's not exactly the longest cable. No, it's not. We'd have, you know, the other ones in here. The cord would be much longer, but, you know, you stole those. I did. Now I mean, in your office. we could swap. I could bring those other ones back out here and I could use these. Well, do whatever. You're the one who wears them. So you do true. whatever makes you comfortable. Okay, I will. Thank you. No, thank you. You're welcome. Um, just a reminder, everyone. Please email us at DorianMatt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail and do call us at 413-461-BABY. Please do. Please do that. And actually, speaking of calls, we are going to kick things off with a voicemail. Hang on. Okay. Hi, Matt and Jory. It's Annie from just outside of Chicago. Um, I had to pause the pod because I'm in the car with my son, and Henry came on the pod, and my son apparently thought Henry was talking to him because he got very excited and was singing along to the alphabet and was just babbling and babbling and babbling. So I had to let you know that if you guys are ever in the Chicago area, we have a toddler friend for Henry. Good to know. <laughs> I wanted to give you that heads up. It was very cute and very funny. And I'm very pro more Henry interviews. Um, so, again, Annie, up Hard in not Chicago, to crack. Uh, 1,600 square feet. I've only had one Chicago-style hot dog this year. I don't care what Matt says. Um, Chicago-style. And that's only because it just turned summer. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I don't know what the measurements are that, of our TVs are, so... I can't tell you that. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for calling in. Good to know Henry has a Midwest friend. You know, this voicemail did make me think that a five-minute podcast of Henry would be kind of amazing. I mean, we could just tack it on. Well, it could be a Patreon thing. I see. Okay. I love it. Incentives. Yeah. Support the pod. I don't have a job. Support the pod. <laughs> well, it just made me think that like, it must be so wild for like a toddler to hear a voice coming out of a speaker that sounds like them. Mm. Yeah. You know? 
Must be like when you put on the like channel for dogs. Yeah. On the TV and the dogs are supposed to watch it. Like most children's programming is made by adults. All children's programming you know? is made by adults. And honey. so and even like like a like a Teletubby kind of thing, which yeah. is supposed to be, you know, for babies. Mm-hmm. Like they're not actual babies. Except for the sun. The sun was a baby. But not a real baby. The sun was a real baby. The sun was a real baby? Yeah. Oh. Well, there goes my theory. Okay. I'm just saying that like I think there is there is something that like little kids would enjoy about another little kid like talking to them well i think that's it's about time henry got his own podcast i mean henry wants his own podcast get a revenue stream henry (laughs) henry matt's unemployed (laughs) support the family um i mean henry was very expensive that's very true so all right um Someone else wrote in to say, hello, Matt and Dory. I had to pause the pod to send in this voice memo when you all shared that you had two embryos transferred. You may remember me from a few years ago. I wrote in to ask other listeners if they had experience with male sterility after guarding nuclear weapons in the military. I do remember that. I remember this too. That was the first part I was like, well, that's very vague. And then the second part, oh yes. You know, I believe this was one of the only emails we've ever gotten where we got no responses to it. Hmm. Yeah, no, no, no nuclear scientists no. out there helping us out. And now we have twin girls from a donor embryo transfer. Just wanted to share my perspective on being a twin parent. Should you get the news that you are joining the multiples club? And then they left a voicemail that I will play now. Hey, Shafriras. Uh, my name is Michelle. I'm from Eastern North Carolina. I just wanted to send a voice memo in to give you guys a little bit of encouragement after your embryo transfer last week. Um, Back in March of 2021, I had three embryos, untested embryos, implanted, transferred, um, and two of them stuck. I now have twin girls that will be eight months old on July 8th. Mm. So we're almost at the point now where they have been outside of me as long as they were inside of me. (laughs) Um, But the point of this voice memo is just to give you some encouragement that being a twin parent is very hard, but it is far more rewarding than it is difficult. Um, The pregnancy itself, that was fucking hell. I'm not going to hide that fact. (laughs) It was fucking hell. The delivery, I had planned for a vaginal delivery, and it didn't work out for me, so I had a C-section, and I did hemorrhage some. But obviously, I'm still here to tell the tale. I would do every bit of it again to have my girls. They are so worth it. Absolutely worth it. Seeing them interact with each other is the best feeling in the world. And... I'm going to say that it's not quite as bad as everybody makes it out to be. Now, I know there are some people, most people, that'll tell you don't have twins if you can help it. But I will say that if you do end up having twins, I guarantee you, you will absolutely love it. They are not genetically ours. We adopted them as embryos they were frozen for almost 11 years when we got them cool but they are the best part of me and the best part of my life i would do every bit of it again to have them so matt don't psych yourself out too much i know you're worried i know you named your episode double trouble but it's also double fun and double blessing Sorry, I named it. take care and i hope all the best for you i can't wait to hear your results bye Bye. It's a good name, though, because that's Stephen Ray Vaughan's band, Double Trouble. So, little words of disencouragement. I mean, I think she meant them as words of encouragement. No, I know, but I was reading between the lines of the tiredness and, you know. Oh, I will say it's like efficient. I like efficiency. It's efficient if you wanted to have, like, like if we wanted, if we were like, oh, we want to have three kids, yeah. Then yes, having twins would be efficient. But yeah, but I think it's like you know, 
you want you want the love you know triple sure. it up yeah it's like when i go to the store and i buy two 12 packs of diet sprite oh it is like that same thing yeah totally I'm like i'll know i'll be back for another sprite anyway right let's just take put two in the cart oh okay good idea twins are like sprite mm-hmm. sprite zero sprite zero um yeah i mean we should be so lucky to have twins mm. you know <sighs> are you touching your computer screen i had some, not a touch screen. i had some dirt on it i was just brushing the it's dirt funny off. when henry tries to touch the screen that doesn't touch you know it just made me think of um we were at a birthday party last weekend with henry and one of my friends was there who has a baby I mean, she's like a year old now, but she's still very baby-like and she was carrying her and I think the little girl had been like eating something and she had some like schmutz on her foot and Henry just like very gently brushed it off her foot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very sweet, actually. <laughs> I mean, it's like your new morning routine with him, which is apparently mopping. Oh, yes. Uh, well, it's more... He, what he really likes to do is to get, he has that little Melissa and Doug um, cleaning set with the broom and the mop and the dustpan and the duster. And he takes the green, the big broom, he calls it the sweeping broom. Mm-hmm. And then he hands me the dustpan and the little broom. And he goes, okay, mama, <laughs> you clean up. <laughs> like he's, so he starts sweeping. Yeah. And then he makes me um, like sweep up his little, your little pile. A little of, pile, yeah. Yeah. And then he likes to throw it out. Well, I mean, we should have known because of his proclivity for following me around with the bonus spray. Oh, yeah. Or what is it called? Bona spray. Bona, yeah. And uh, whenever I would clean the floors, he would be right on it. Yeah. Spraying every little nook and cranny and then making me mop it up. And then he goes... Why there's so much dust? He's always like, you guys are disgusting. Yeah, well, he gets it. We are. <laughs> All right. What a jerk that Henry can be sometimes. Um, All right. Hi, Matt and Dory. Do you or your listeners have any advice on gender selection and family planning? Gender selection was a weird concept to me before, but after four miscarriages, 10 years of infertility, followed by IVF, now gender selection feels like a fun huh. bonus. I have a brand new baby girl thanks to IVF. And because I'm getting older, I'm thinking about how many kids I can have before the clock runs out, pacing them 18 months apart. The first one is so perfect that I want more. Part of me wants all girls, just a litter of daughters to send out into the world. Maybe they come visit more often and start families of their own sooner, but maybe staggered girl boy babies would cut down on sibling fights. Would I regret not having a boy? Thank you so much for your podcast and getting me through this mess of fertility appointments, testing, injections, and big emotions. P.S. Caught up with the latest episode and want to send you the best wishes for your embryo transfer. Good luck. Thank you. I got to tell you that that's not going to, it's not going to, that cutting down on fights, that's not going to be a thing. No. Mm-mm. My sister and I fought all the time. Yeah. And my brother and I fought all the time. Yeah. So that won't help. No. Maybe to ease fights, you go same siblings, same gender. I don't think there's a, a foolproof way to not have siblings fight. Raise them separately. There is that. Okay. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, would you regret not having a boy? I, I mean, I don't think so. I think it's just like. I didn't want one. Yeah. And like now you can't imagine. Like Yeah, I can. I, oh. I think back and it's like, wow, all the freedom we had to go places and mm, do things. Mm-hmm. But do you mean having a kid besides Henry? I yeah, can't imagine that's that. What I, I mean. can't imagine. That's what I mean. I can remember not having. <laughs> no, but I'm, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I think you just like end up being happy with whatever you have. I think. Mm. You know, I mean, certainly grateful. Yeah. For whatever we got, which was Henry. I do feel like trying to like over plan this stuff is always going to backfire. Oh, for sure. So, you know, just do what you want, but like, don't. It's like if you buy too much Sprite Zero, you know? 
Oh, go on. Yeah, yeah, and like you bought so much, and then like yep. you suddenly lose the taste for it. You're like, mm. oh, this backfired. I've bought too much Sprite Zero. Interesting. Can you tell it the only thing that's gone on in my life this week is my rediscovery of Sprite Zero? <laughs> How's that working out for you? It's a delicious beverage. It's just Have so you? much better than Seven Up. That's the thing. Um. Oh my God, what is it? And called? it's caffeine free. Hello? Not wait. I'm trying to remember the name of that soda. It's not Fanta. It's not Shasta. It's RC. No. Um. Oh my god. Hi, Bo. I'm trying. Oh my god. What is the name of it? It's gonna drive me crazy. Sorry. I have to try. I have to try and find it. Can you give me any like hints of flavor? Fresca. Sure, Fresca. How like do you feel fresca. about Fresca? Love a Fresca. I think Fresca's delicious. Fresca's hard to find in the states. In the states? In the United States? Really? Yeah. It you is. Go, you go. You go. You go overseas. Fresca is like in multiple flavors all over the mm. place. It must be because I'm so cosmopolitan. Yeah, that right. I love Fresca. You're such a. You're such a cosmo. I am. All right. Um. Let's hear one more voicemail. Last year, last year, last week, we heard from a listener who was wondering kind of about the best time to tell her three-year-old that mm. she's about, you know, the baby that's coming. Yeah. We got some responses about that. Hey, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. This call is in response to the caller who had wanted to know when to tell her, her three-year-old that they um, were going to have another baby. I would say considering that your three-year-old is a bladder mouth, I would tell the three-year-old at the same time that you tell everybody. So it sounds like you're about 20 weeks pregnant. Um, and I think it's as simple as that. Just, you know, as Dory said, just um, don't, you know, make it a big deal, but just start talking about it and getting them familiar with it. Um, so, yeah, those are my thoughts. I, I My three-year-old wouldn't be too interested, quite honestly. Uh, unlike Henry, um, probably wouldn't really care. So <laughs> be prepared for that. Too. Be careful All right. to, not to roll back and hurt Bo's paw. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you uh, for that message. Hopefully that is a good way to do it. We've got we've got a special guest joining us. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so how are we going to do this, Mama? Okay, you're going to sit how on my lap. How are we going to do this? You're going to sit on my lap. What do those numbers mean? Oh what do those numbers mean? Those are um, numbers if I wanted to call somebody. Okay, so speak into the microphone, Bubba. <sighs> so why so... What's up, bud? Oh, I want to press those numbers. No, bud, we can't press these numbers. <laughs> Henry, welcome to the show. Welcome. <laughs> What red means? Red means we're recording. <laughs> so I ask Henry what he thinks about when to tell Henry, they're having a sibling. Henry, what do you think about when? Huh? You're three years old, right? Yeah. What do you think about being a three-year-old? <laughs> so to go to to go mm-hmm. stay at home. You stay at home mostly when you're a three-year-old. You go to school? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but like if you were how would how would you like someone to tell you that you were going to have a sibling? I think the best way to get answers out of him is to close your computer. We gotta close it. Because we're podcasting. You gotta answer Dita's question. Yeah. Do you want to sing Down by the Bay? Down by the. I sing ABC. Oh, you want to sing ABCs again? Yeah. That's your number one hit. Go ahead. A B C D E Bonk. Bonk. Wow, Henry, you're going to be the next Weird Al. I know it. Hey. Like talk with 
Well, I wanted to have two spare tracks in case I needed to do any editing. Thank you. Uh-huh. So, Henry, would you say that you were not at all helpful? Yeah. Okay. Henry, what did, what did you do today? Well, I wonder. You do wonder. Okay, what did you do? Do you remember? Oh, I did What time did you wake up this morning? Seven oh seven. Correct. Seven oh seven. Yeah. And then. What did you have for breakfast? What? What did you have for breakfast, bud? Do you remember? Pancakes. <laughs> yes, we had pancakes because you wanted Dita to make pancakes. What kind of pancakes did you make? Did we make? Blueberry ones. Blueberry. Blueberry. <laughs> what episode of Mickey did you watch this morning? <laughs> yeah, you know, you're all done. Just like that. You're just this interview is over. Okay, bud. Thanks for being on the show. Henry's out. Okay, we'll talk to your PR people later. Thanks for being on the show. Well, that ended poorly. He just walked out on us, honey. Yep. And that is how you interview a three-year-old. You get no answers except for pancakes (laughs) and 707. Mm Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Well, let's take a break, and we'll then right and, and then we'll talk about sibling stuff. Other things. Yeah. Or back on track, rather. Be right back. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, ninety-six percent replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a thirty-night guarantee. Plus, get fifteen percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. We're back, everybody. Hello. Henry's not here. Nope. Bo is lying down. Um. Well, I think that what this caller said is is a good point. Like three year olds are blabbermouths. Yeah. So you better you can tell the kid when you're ready for everyone to know. Yeah, Henry likes to sing, so maybe he would sing it. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. A B C D E F bonk. A, B, C, D, E, F, bonk. <laughs> he likes a bonk. He does like a bonk. And a, and a boop. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. We also got an email about this from Rebecca. For the listener wondering about how to tell their three-year-old about their pregnancy, here's what my husband and I did. Our oldest was almost three when we told her that she would be a big sister. We did it very casually at about, the, at about 12 weeks by giving her the book, I'm a Big Sister by Caroline Jane Church. There's also a brother version. And simply stating that I was growing a baby. She didn't seem to understand, but was happy to have a new book. We read it regularly, and whenever she played with baby dolls, talked about how the new baby would be sleepy, crying, dirty diapers, etc., as well as ways she could help by following instructions and being gentle. Oh, that reminds me. When we were at Huntington Gardens today, we were he was eating a snack. We were like sitting... Um, under a tree and there was a baby like not far away from us with parents or, or mom or whatever mm-hmm. um, on a blanket and the baby was kind of crying mm-hmm. and Harry goes why why that baby is crying and I said why do you think bud and he said maybe he is tired <laughs> and I said yeah he probably is it's probably his nap time <laughs> um most every conversation included that babies need lots of care and attention, then ended with, we love you very much. She eventually became very excited about having a little sister, especially after we took her to an ultrasound appointment. This was in the before times. Uh-huh. She got to tell some family about the pregnancy, both in person and over FaceTime, by saying she was going to be a big sister. By the time little sister arrived, she was all in and would remind us of things babies did, like cry a lot, 
and have yucky diapers. While we were getting ready, we made sure to include her whenever possible. She even helped paint the baby's room for about five minutes before getting tired. Something else we did was to pick toys we already had that were going to be for baby and move special or favorite toys out of the living room into her bedroom so baby wouldn't use them. Her bedroom became more of a playroom and safe space. We did talk about things like toys slash things that baby could get hurt by, and we needed help looking out for unsafe things. Being gentle and bringing up the subject regularly during play or meals worked for us, and a few gifts sprinkled in didn't hurt. Like Dory mentioned, you know your kid the best and how they accept change slash new things. The transition to two is tough, but looking back, it was easier going from one to two than from zero to one. Yes, there's more laundry, toys, and just stuff, but they do play together and have someone else to talk to. 1,600 square feet, no hot dogs that count, and I think a 55-inch in the living room. Good luck, Rebecca. Oh, and then she added uh, potty... uh, This is very on topic for what we were just discussing. Yes, a potty training conversation a few weeks ago. Our six-year-old in the past four months just stopped needing overnight pull-ups. Her body finally grew into being able to sleep through the night without peeing. I know people that woke their kid up in the middle of the night to pee and avoid accidents, but sleep Jesus. is too important to us for us to mess with that. Two adults, six-year-old, three-year-old, 22-inch monitor, 34-inch monitor, and 14-inch CRT for husband's work-at-home setup slash PC gaming in Central Texas. What does he do Texas. that he needs a cathode ray tube television? That's only 14 inches. Is that how big they are? I mean, they can be many sizes, hmm. up to like 36, I think. Hmm. Back in the day, that was what all TVs were. Interesting. Thank you. Thank you for me and my interestingness. Um, what, uh, what's next here? Uh, sleep regressions? Suzanne, yes. Talking about sleep regressions. Mm. I'm writing to send out the egg signal for a three-year-old sleep regression. may not remember, but I sent out the egg signal for the two-year-old regression, and it helped. So I'm back, and I need help. <laughs> Nearly turned three-year-old has been a great sleeper since nine months. Sleep trained using uh, CIO with Poppins method. Cry it out. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, we're still in the crib, no climbing out, but recently when protesting bedtime, he started straddling the crib rail. I'm not worried about him getting hurt because he's a climber, but I know that's frowned upon in the parenting world. Just not ready for him to move to a bed. I'm scared. Anyway, we started about six weeks ago with a few random middle of the night walking, wakings. He would just start crying and ugly crying in the middle of the night. I was able to go in after a few minutes of crying and reassure him that he was safe and it was still nighttime. He'd fall back asleep right away. Four weeks ago, he started stalling at bedtime. One more hug, one more drink of water. I've got boogies, so we quickly realized we were being bamboozled. Well, yeah, it's just how it goes. And started holding the boundary, one of each of those things. And if he continues to protest and cry, after we leave the room, we walk in boring monotone style and say goodnight. Uh, Mom and Dita are going night. M goes night, night, what? Okay. (laughs) Uh, This worked uh, okay. And about two weeks ago, we had three days of what can only be described as a total redo of sleep training crying for two hours before bed and two hours in the middle of the night. We handle it the exact same way as our original method, but it's much harder with a speaking toddler. (laughs) It's true. Since then, we still had some bedtime protests it's a lot calmer, the crying and straddling the railing, but after two, three check-ins, he's asleep. It's about 15 to 30 minute process. That's not long at all. We still have middle of the night wake-ups that last for about 15 to 30 minutes and happen every three to four days. Pretty lost. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm just not sure what to do. Is this normal? All three-year-olds just tough sleepers due to their brain development? Do I buy a preschool toddler bed course? If so, whose? Do I just keep doing what I'm doing. Pretty lost. All the people in my life sleep with their children, and that is not an option for me and my husband. Nor should it be. Uh, Every parenting and sleep group seems to be centered around the infant or young toddler sleep situation. Is it time to drop his nap? Oh, that's a thing you can do. Uh, Which, by the way, is met with zero protests. As a matter of fact, the nap is requested. It is one to one and a half hours would be longer if we let it help. 
Suzanne, 1,200 square feet, Texas, sleepy, grumpy husband, three-year-old, hot dogs, zero hot dogs, 2022, Tato loves them, just got into corn dog, land over here, TV's 42 inches, I think, thanks to the podcast, one of the bright lights of these dark days. That was a lot to unpack and uncover. Mm-hmm. I would say... That I don't have an answer for you. I would say let the kid uh, climb out of the crib. Ending the nap sounds like that's an interesting question. Would that make sleep any easier? Or would you just be left with the grumpiest toddler of all time who still didn't want to sleep? That's the question. So I don't know that I'd immediately eliminate the nap. Do you have any advice here? I think um, the sort of like calm confident just like kind of what you've been doing well what she's been doing hasn't been working hence her writing it no I know I'm just rereading this I'm like total redo of sleep training still had some bedtime protests it's a lot calmer I mean, I just, I guess I just wonder, like, when he has the middle of the night wake-ups, like, can you ignore those? I don't know. I don't know that you'd want to either, because it seems like the quicker you're done with them, the quicker he goes back to sleep and you could go back to sleep. Yeah. I don't know. It does sound like he's he's ready to be out of the crib. The straddling the railing situation, I don't love. Yeah. But, I mean, then moving him into a bed could lead to all sorts of other sleep, like, training issues. Yeah, of you course. Know? I don't know. Someone wiser and more experienced than us should weigh in on this. Thank you. Henry does all those delay things, by the way. Yeah, he does. He's just not straddling the crib yet. He asks for tissue. He asks for a book off the bottom shelf. Oh, uh, nap today. He called me back in. And he asked for 10 books. Okay. And I said, but I'm not going to bring you 10 books. And he said, how about two books? And I said, no, I'm not going to bring you two books. Wow. Rude. I said, here's, um, I picked up. What did I pick up? I picked up some book that was like on the bed. I said, here, here's this book. And I put it in the pile. <laughs> I said, I'm going to go, I'm going to go lie down now and I'm not going to come back in if you call for me. It's time for you to go to sleep. I said, it is true. That's something we do. We tell him when, when we're at our final return, we say we're not coming back in. So anything you need right now yeah. would be a good time. And to then I said, know. I said, but you're, and meanwhile, he's like sitting there rubbing his eyes I'm like, you are so tired. Why don't you lie down and just go to sleep? And he goes, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Three-year-old, am I right? I guess you're right. Okay. Um, okay. Moving on to another topic, dogs and babies. Yeah, I'm familiar with both those things. Okay. Matt and Dory, I was calling to address the um, listener who was worried about their puppy and their baby, and I was in a really similar situation because I very intelligently um, decided to get a puppy right around the same time um, that I had my last transfer, thinking it wasn't going to work, and then the transfer worked, and we have a um, uh, a two-year-old Australian Shepherd who's only nine months older than our son. So I will say the one thing that really worked out for us is my dog never knew me when I wasn't pregnant. So he, she was very, very accustomed to, like, my smell and the smell of the baby and was just really, really excited. And then a lot of what you guys say, um, just hyper-monitoring and making sure that, um, you know, they're never alone together. Now that our son is, like, 16, 17 months old, he just strong-arms the dog. The dog is incredibly protective of him. Um and it's really nice to kind of see that they're slowly kind of developing into playmates and things like that. Um, the first time Jack ever threw a ball for our dog Ahsoka was like the, her dream come true, that somebody else was around to play fetch with her. So 
Um, that's Jess, living in a thousand square feet in northwest Pennsylvania. Uh, a lot of hot dogs. And hmm. as many TVs as people, I think the biggest is 72 inches because we watch way too much television. Bye. Thank you. I mean... Australian Shepherds are a lot of work. They're very... They need a lot of running. They're very smart. Yeah, they also Some need a lot of running. Some would say too smart. Interesting. They're smarter than your 18-month-old. Yes. Currently. Yes. And will continue to be smarter than them for like I mean, four it, years. If you just like... If you look at them, they have that smart look in their eyes. Well... And there's... Blue, like, they have those like icy blue eyes a lot of the time. Yeah, like Max Scherzer. Scherzer. Yeah. Mm. He's an Australian... Sh- oh, my God. He is an Australian Shepherd. Yeah. He's got two different color eyes. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And he's really smart and he needs a lot of exercise. I guess so. Or else he like goes ballistic. Yep. If you, you know, if you don't let him, what was that thing we saw with that YouTube thing we watched where it was like, he needs to, like, doesn't he need to like warm up? Like even on days he's not playing, like there is some like crazy I mean, thing that he crazy. does. Also, I like when he yells <laughs> at managers to get back in the dugout, yeah. not take the ball away. Yeah. Wow. He is an Australian shepherd. Um, I knew an Australian shepherd who lived downstairs for me when I briefly lived in a one apartment in New York and her name was Lucy and she had two different color eyes mm-hmm. and she was just like waddle up to our apartment and then like try to get on my bed, but she couldn't really jump up because she was old. <laughs> <laughs> she was so sweet. Um, I was just, I was telling, um, I was telling our nanny, the other day that when Henry was a baby and we used to remember when we used to hand him off to someone else mm-hmm. and Bo would run over yeah, and like <laughs> make sure like, that we didn't drop the baby. <laughs> right. Not that he could do anything. <laughs> right. But he thought he could. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, poor Bobo. All right. Uh, thank you for that. Thank you for letting me reminisce about Australian shepherds. I have known. Um, all right, we have a an email from Trisha with a dilemma. Something happened to me today and I need some advice. A relative gave me a bunch of her child's old toys for my 22-month-old, which included a baby doll crib, changing table, accessories, and a bag of clothes for a, quote, itty-bitty doll. As she said this, I guess my face looked blank because she elaborated, itty-bitty doll was the American girl's version of a baby doll. I definitely had heard of those, but never had an American girl doll growing up. Mm -hmm. I thanked her and asked her if we found some things we weren't going to play with. Would she like me to donate them or give them back to her? She knows people who do play therapy with kids, so it makes sense she might want to give them directly to someone else who would use them. She seemed a little insulted. I would ask about donation and stated she wouldn't just give them to Goodwill. She wanted me to give them to someone who has that doll and would take good care of them. I assured her I would. And then she stated her child's itty bitty doll was not in great shape. So she would buy my daughter a new one before her birthday. I thanked her again, but didn't really absorb the impact of what that meant until later when I looked up the dolls and saw they are over $100, then I started glancing at the cost of all the accessories and furniture and stuffed animals, friends, those bags of secondhand toys are probably worth more than all the toys of my childhood combined. So I can totally see why this relative was a tad thrown. I would suggest donating these to Goodwill and overall wasn't fangirling over these dolls. But honestly, I just had no idea they were such a big deal. I want to apologize, but at the same time, I want to discourage her from buying my, new, my child a new doll to each his own. But to me, that kind of money on a doll is complicated. I would really love if someone out there is aware of a less expensive doll, which would fit this itty bitty doll's clothes. Maybe I could suggest that to this relative to buy instead, or should I just let it go and be the mom of a two-year-old toting hundreds of dollars in toys under her arm at library circle time? Thank you so much for your advice. It's so bizarre. How much of parenting is just, should I make a big deal of this or let it go? And you two seem to have a pretty good compass surrounding that question. I haven't had any hot dogs this year and I've zero spatial intelligence. So I'm going to have to guess my bedroom TV is 42 inches, but After hearing Matt's incredulity over the size of all our screens, I told my significant other to upgrade it as a Father's Day gift to himself. Fingers crossed, Elmo will be over 50 inches soon. All right. (laughs) Love to you all. Trisha in Kansas City. P.S. Okay, so I wrote this, then caught up on the last few episodes, and oh my gosh, the transfer has happened. I'll be thinking about your family all week, trying not to get my hopes up about the stay-at-home dad podcast potentially being released this time (sighs) next year by Matt. Oh my God. What if I am still home this time next year? I'll have to have more than just that podcast going. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, 
let it go. Yeah, that's my. That's what I would say. I also don't think you need to apologize. Yeah, I also don't feel bad about not knowing what I didn't know what American Girl was until I moved out here and there was a store at the Grove. Did you? I didn't know idea what they were. I did because my sister had one. She did. Yeah. What? Yeah. Who got it for? Her? Mm, my parents probably. What? Yep. They spent money mm-hmm. on a thing. Yep. That seems weird. Mm-hmm. Are you sure it was your parents? It might not have been. It can't have been. We'll ask. I'll ask. I Karen. would. I would ask. Do I want to ask her right now? Sure. Ask Karen because I think she's going to be like, "No, that was so and so." And then we'll we'll get we'll get a real answer. Because I don't buy it. I don't believe that your parents would buy her an American Girl doll unless it was like some weird thing to try to fit in in Brookline where everyone had an American Girl doll, so she needed one. I mean, possibly they came out. Like I was, I, I was kind of too old by the time they were released. I don't know anything about them. They could have been around for three hundred years for all. No, I know. they came out. They came out. It could the be l- like a stiffed teddy bear. Be started in Germany in eighteen eighty. American Girl doll. Let's see. Hmm. Okay, yes. Yeah, so they were released. They were first released on May fifth, nineteen eighty six. So yeah, I think I was too old. Because I was th- I was already nine at that point, right? Like I was just I think, and then oh, and also, then three months later we moved to Israel for the year. Mm-hmm. So then when I came back, I was definitely too old, right? But my sister, who was born in nineteen eighty four, I think she probably got one when she was like four ish. Mm. Um, she has not responded. By Is the she way, she gonna get her kids some american girl dolls? i think they have one. Oh, they must yeah i in fact i'm 99 percent sure they do because i think for my niece's birthday they went to dallas where there's an american girl doll store and they had tea Ugh. or something they did the whole we thing have to go to dallas um we're gonna go watch a rangers there, game I there was one in austin whatever uh they went to dallas okay uh yeah so, I think don't sweat this. this but oh, the other. Oh, but the only other thing I would say is, um, I think it is generally like when someone gives me st- clothes or toys or whatever. Like I do generally just give them to someone else, but I also have no qualms about donating them to Goodwill. But I never tell the person. Correct. You know, so like, I think if this is someone who you're going to see a lot, who they're going to be like, how's that itty bitty doll? Then like, yeah, maybe you don't want to donate it to Goodwill. But like, I don't know. I I just feel like when someone gives you something, it's it's yours. You can do with it what you want. That's sort of the idea. You know, <laughs> it is, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. Moving on. Oh, we're running out of time. Well, we also that e- that email's a repeat. The one that's highlighted on my screen. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. I left that one in. Um, okay. Then we are just going to read this last email from Sarah in the northwest of England. Mm-hmm. Hi, Matt and Dory. I wanted to suggest adding a down mattress topper to whatever mattress slash base setup they decide on. Mm. This was someone who had a mattress question. Yes, it was because we talked about sleep number beds. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We decided it was time to ditch our appalling IKEA mattress after the birth of baby number two. And after much research, we decided to go for a mattress made with all natural all natural fibers and add a separate topper for additional comfort. Mm-hmm. Our down topper is a couple of inches thick. It fluffs up again perfectly every time it changes the sheets and is great at temperature regulation. It's lovely and cozy in winter, but super breathable when it's warm. We also Mm. opted for a double-sided mattress so we could flip and rotate it every month to encourage even wear. Four years on, I have zero regrets. Best wishes for the upcoming transfer from Sarah in the Northwest of England. We're two adults, two children, and a bouncy but Mm -hmm. aging border collie. Sorry, I have no idea how many square feet our home is. One new TV this year, a 55-inch OLED and at least six hot dogs so far. They're a favorite on the barbecue. 
I like that hot dogs are getting eaten out there. <laughs> um, well, get a topper, everybody. Get a topper. This brings us to the end of the show. It's the portion of the show where we thank our Patreon supporters. Um, thank this you. This podcast is my job right now, so thank you for supporting it. Patreon.com slash Excellent Adventure. Get some bonus episodes. Um, and if you support us at the $5 level or above, you'll also get your name read on the podcast each month. Thank you to the following supporters. Sure. Mary Jo George. Maud Tremblay. Magana Prasad. Melanie Bronbeck. Melinda Phelps. Melissa. Meryl H. Michael Roth. Michael, I'm sorry, Michelle Soam. Mike Zytek. Mike Kim and Leo. Molly. Mariah Adamick. Name. Oh, N- no, I think that might. That's okay. Name Nan- is good. Nancy Powell. <laughs> Nassim Kansari. Nicola Hill. Nicholas Skidmore. Nicole Mustafa. Nikki Bossert. Oshrat Kaplan. Pamela Carpenter. Pamela Wong. Pat, I'm going to say Massachusetts. No, it's probably something very, it's probably, <laughs> very, yeah. very, it's probably a name I've heard before, but I've never seen it spelled. It's probably like Machowski. Yes, it probably is that. <laughs> um, Paul Sharp. Paula. Penny from Massachusetts. Rachel Kuzma. Rob Bean. Robert Hamilton. Robin Kilgo. Sadie Massa. Samantha. Sarah Dauberman. Sarah Dauberman. Sarah. Sarah Friedman. Sarah L. Sarah Swift. Sherry Olson. Shauna Mandel. Sir Reginald Pennybottom. SJV. Sophia F. Steph Goralnik. Steve Harcourt. Susanna Perez. Tanya Lemos. Tanya K. Uh, the Byerses. The Holterman Clan. The Campbells. Tracy Jury. Tyler Rosewood. Virginia McFeely. Wendy Fick. And Whitney Hoffman. Thank you, everybody. Bye. We'll see you next week. And uh, here comes a beta. <laughs>